Hello, everyone. Welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer, joined by Trent Smallwood. Trent, how you doing this afternoon? Doing good. Doing good. Just getting back, you know, week spring break with the kids and uh, now back at it. And a lot of stuff coming up. G-Day coming up. Uh, Rivals camp coming up. Just a lot of stuff coming up. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, what's coming up for us right here on the show is, as always, one reason that you tune in each and every week to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts is because we have special guests on with us. And uh, listen, we're going we're gonna to see how fast uh, this guy is on his feet, literally and figuratively here, because he just came on with us right before the show. Uh, Sakovi, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. 2024 commit wide receiver from Cass High School, Sakovi White here with us. Uh, Sakovi, you've been committed to the Georgia Bulldogs for for a while now. Uh, got G Day coming up. Uh, you got you know your track season going on. So just kind of update everybody on what's kind of going on with your life right now, man. Um, my life's going good right now. We just got back from spring break. Uh, we went to Florida. Uh, so far as G Day, I. Hopefully, I am going. I am. Um, that's what I plan to do. I'm gonna be there on the 15th. Uh, track is going well. We had practice today. Got a couple runs in. Um, our school has something called the Powder Puff game, where the football players coach the uh, girls okay. in the little football game. So I did that today. I coached the receivers and the DB. So I'm just enjoying the time that I have at high school left. In high school left. You got any athletes out there, man? You got some good receivers and DBs uh, in the in the Powder Puff on the Powder Puff team. Yeah, I have. Okay, so I have a receiver. Her name is Caitlin. She's really, really fast. So I told her, we're just going to send you on vertical routes. Like, we don't need to run on routes. We're going to just throw you the ball deep. And then we got another girl who says she just wants to chase people. So I said, okay, yeah, you're you're playing defense. <laughs> you you want to chase people, you're playing defense. So um, Good coaching there. Good coaching yeah. there. Trent, what you got for Jacoby, man? Yeah, uh, I mean, you planning to come up coming up this weekend? Any anybody in particular that you're planning on uh, recruiting while you're on campus? I know there's going to be some some guys on campus. Dylan Raiola, <laughs> big news yeah, coming for y'all. <laughs> but he he I don't he's not going to be there this weekend though. I don't believe right. Uh, I don't think. I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's going to make it out. But you've been so you've been talking to Dylan a good bit. Oh uh, yeah, got to. It's a big target for us right now. Um, knowing I'm playing receiver there, I'm, I feel like I need a good quarterback that can get me the ball. So, um, right now, him and Ryan are the best options for us. And I feel like those two will make each other better and make all of us better being the team leaders that they are. And um, if they do get to play, you know, I know we all got to go and compete for a spot. So, um, when it's time for us to get there, if uh, – Dylan decides to come, um, just try to get us another championship in that 24 class. So I feel like they give us the best chance of doing that and competing and getting better and keep this thing going. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, now, when you're talking about that 2024 class that you mentioned, I'm going to throw the 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 screen, uh, the title uh, screen back up for just a second so everybody can see uh-huh. I I had this edit for the cover today, the 2024 class and the 2025 class currently ranked number one uh, in the in the rivals team rankings. That's on the heels of back to back national championships. And you've got tremendous talent already lined up to come in with you and the year after you. So, Kobe, what's it like knowing that not only are you going into the, the program that has won back to back titles, but is also accumulating that kind of talent uh, to surround you when you're going to be there? It's, it's just a matter of fact that everybody wants to be great. Um, and going to a school like that, um, not only dealing with sports, but academically, um, they're good. So wanting to become a better man and um, a better football player and whatever is after uh, football for us, all of us, uh, I feel like that's going to help us going to that, that team and knowing that they're going to push us to our limits and they're going to have our back at the end of the day. So knowing that those commits are going to have my back and I'm going to have theirs at, theirs at the end of the day um, really gives me confidence. No doubt. Trent, what, what you got? Yeah, I guess throughout your high school career, Georgia's had a couple of different wide receiver coaches. Um, now, Brian McClendon, uh, the George, the wide receiver coach. What have you seen from him, uh, you know, as far as changing the recruiting at the wide receiver position? And, um, you know, what have you seen also in the offense 
as it as it's transition that's more appealing to wide receivers than it was a couple years ago? Um, just the fact that uh, they're getting playmakers. I mean, they're not they're not just finding anybody based off their height, how fast they are. They want people that can make plays and give them the best chance of winning the national championship. And just like Peyton Zachary, um, I think he's like five, six, 25 class, or I think he's a freshman, 26. He can play. He's really, really good. And um, that's just that's just saying, showing that Coach McClendon just wants people that's going to compete and that's, that are really good no matter how big, how small, just showing that they can compete is, is what's going to help us the most. You know, Sekovi, you talked about athleticism and, and it not being the only, you know, metric that they have. But, man, when you look at the class of 2023, guys like Anthony Evans with tremendous speed coming in, of course, you're you're a track guy yourself. It seems like uh, that, that definitely they want guys who can ball as well, but speed seems to be <laughs> the number one yeah. priority for Brian McClendon. Uh, just tell everybody, you know, what, what has kind of been – Coach McClendon's messaging on that, and also uh, after that, fill us in on kind of what events and stuff you're doing with track. Um, so this year is actually my first year running track. I uh, I had no desire to run track at all, and he just called me and he was like, "Um, why not do it? Like, what can go wrong? You know?" And I actually thought about it, talked to my parents about it, and they've been telling me for a long time to run track, and I just be like, "No." And he called me and was like, "Why not run track? You know, just try it out." And um. I mean, I like it, running, competing. I mean, I know it's going to get me faster. And I, um, sometimes I know kids my age don't like hearing stuff like that. They want to do what they want, what they don't want to do. But um, just the fact that uh, he's been there and he's done it and where he's at now, I plan on seeing myself there in 20 years. So me listening to him and following him will help me a lot. And then uh, the track uh, – I'm doing a hundred meter, a four by one, and a four by two, and high jump. I actually recently just started high jump. Um, my first time doing it, I cleared five ten. This is like yep. no, like no technique. I don't know how to. <laughs> I'm just, just jumping. Just jumping. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I got better over the two track meets we have. Um, I cleared six foot. And then I cleared six two, but when I landed on the mat, it fell. So um, my next goal next week when we go up to Calhoun is to clear six two. There you go. There you go. What's your best time? You said you ran the the hundred as well. What's your best hundred time so far? Eleven oh six. I got you. I got now, you. Now hands on. It's uh, so I raced somebody who ran a ten eight four, but I beat him. So I don't know what I ran, but so what's I, going on with that? It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's okay. Um. So, managed time that I've seen was 11.06, the fastest I got time, you. I think, or 11.02, one or two. I don't know. But I'm coming for everybody. <laughs> you said this was your first time running track. little yes, story on I, – I, my son is seven years old, and he does this track meet, okay? I've never had any experience with track in my life, Sokovi. I go, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize this meet was going to last all – day long on saturday were you shocked at how long the track meets last i mean was yes. that was that a problem for you yeah i'm thinking like i run my stuff i get to go home but it's like we're all there as a team so we got to stay there for each other you know we got like the 200 meter is last my, uh shout out to my boy colin he runs the 200 meter and um jay sean uh he runs the hurdles and i sit there and watch them because those are two seniors that i look up to and they've been doing it for a long time. So this day last year, and I'm just giving my thanks to them um, for helping me when I got out there. So standing there till nine o'clock at night, listening to them and watching them run and having fun, is uh, really exciting to me. What are you What are you looking forward to the most about the the G Day experience you got coming up? I mean, I know you've been to Athens plenty of times. Like I said, you've been committed. But what are you looking forward to the most on Saturday when you get to go to Athens and see the guys scrimmage? Um, just watching them compete, um, see how they compete, and um, just go out there and have fun, you know, being able to talk to those coaches and players again and continue building that uh, uh, coach-player bond and the players' bond and just going to have a, a fun time. That's what it's all about right now. Um, 
and the recruitment pro uh, process is just going to have a fun time and enjoy it while you can. Brent, what else you got for Sokovi? Uh, I mean, really, you've been committed for uh, a while now. Uh, what, um, so, so you know, you, you go in all this stuff. Uh, what, what do you think about the, the offensive coordinator change? Uh, what's your opinion on that? Um, do, do you think the offense is going to change? What have they told you as far as the offensive uh, uh, changing? And, um, uh, and you know, what, what are you expecting out of the quarterbacks, uh, the three quarterbacks in the room this year? Um, I feel like they're going to get it done. Um, Coach Bobo is going to air it out. I know he's, he's talked to me about it. And he's going to throw the ball. And um, I'm pretty sure he was a quarterback at Georgia when he was there. So I'm pretty sure he likes throwing the ball a lot. Um, just being able to trust the receivers, I think that's what's the main focus right now, letting him know that they have to show him that um, they can make big plays and um, go and get the ball. So um, – I didn't really look into it when uh, the offensive coordinator got changed. Uh, I already knew – I kind of knew it was going to happen um, about the rumors with the NFL. And, I mean, who wouldn't take the NFL job? But um, when I found out that they kept somebody that was inside, like, the squad of Georgia, I was like, we're going to be straight. You know, he already knows. I mean, it could be different if he went and got somebody from Oregon or something like that. But he stayed – like, he stayed within a group. That means he trusts – the people around him. And I guess that's what you need for a coach to trust the coaches, players, staff members, go all the way to janitors, just being able to trust. That's why I really like Georgia because they trust each other and they're really a big family and they love each other no matter what. So being able to, that, being able for him to trust them is um, really encouraging to me. And I feel like we're going to have a fun year when I get there. You talk about the, the words love and family. We know that some of you guys and that are commits, the eleven commits in the twenty twenty four class, have a have a group chat, have stuff going on. How close have you gotten to some of those guys already? And you just added a uh, crosstown rival for you, high school wise, with Malachi Tolliver uh, coming yeah. on from Cartersville. He mentioned that that was kind of a unique deal. How y'all were rivals, but about to mm -hmm. become teammates. So how close are you to all the guys? And of course, Malachi getting added added on here. Um, Malachi, I haven't talked to him a lot. You know. Um, he's an offensive lineman, and um, I'm a skilled player, so we don't really talk like that. But, I mean, I'm looking forward to building a relationship with him um, over the time. But um, as in the players that are in the group chat, we, we're we far away from each other. Um, but it's like we try to set up dates where we can work out or we need to – when camp starts, when we get up there, we need to work out together. All of us need to be here. Um because we want to start early. Like, all of us are really, really excited for us to get up here. And, um, like, Ryan wants to throw us the ball already. Um, safeties want to guard us. It's it's a lot of competitive stuff. Um, but we have a good relationship. Uh, it's, it's gotten better over the years. And it's, it's gotten to the point where it won't even be coach. The coach and the group chat takes it first. Somebody just pop up and be like, how y'all doing, family? Love y'all. Like the other day, somebody uh, texted the group chat and told us Happy Easter to our family. I said Happy Easter. Like stuff like that is just, um, you, it lets you know that they got your back and those are your brothers. Absolutely. Trent, you got one more for him before we let, let Sakovi go here? Yeah, I mean, go, going into your senior year, I know, I know you've already accomplished a lot, but uh, um, what, what's the goal is going into the senior year and, and what do you think you need to improve on in your game? Um, you know, kind of take it to that next level. Um, I feel like encouraging my teammates more. I mean, I do it already, but those younger kids who look up to me and I'm freshmen right now and the incoming freshmen, I feel like I need to be a better role model to them. Um, obviously getting a state championship and, uh, that's really about it. Oh, also breaking our school record for the most receiving yards. I want that one too. Before I leave. What is it? What is it? What's, do you know what the record is? I don't know what it is, but it's going to get broken this year. <laughs> because it doesn't matter. Yeah, it don't matter. Absolutely. Well, Sokovi, we appreciate you coming on. Looking forward to maybe, uh, you know, kind of catching up with you after G-Day. Uh, might shoot you a message and just see see how it was taking all that in. But thank you so much for coming on the show. And we look forward to maybe uh, having you on maybe during during football season, uh, something, something along those lines. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Kobe White there, appreciate you, man. And uh, we will we will be talking to him later on. But there you go, Trent. You got, uh, you know, another Georgia commit that 
joins us here on the show. He he seemed to be uh, in a rather positive state of mind when it comes to uh, Georgia's chances with Dylan Raiola. What was some of your takeaways from this uh, this conversation with Sokovi White? Yeah, one one interesting fact was the fact uh, that McClendon talked him into doing track. Um, that just kind of you know shows uh, he, he's he's wanting to, to develop that speed. If, even if he likes the guys, a wide receiver, if he wants them to develop his speed uh, in, during track, and and um, you know McClendon talking him into doing that, and and um, you know also uh, you, you we we continue to hear how there was a smooth transition between offensive coordinators. Um, and a lot of these commits, especially um, some targets, knew uh, that, that Bobo was next in line and how comfortable they are, um, you know, kind of playing for Bobo. So um, that's, a, that, that's a continue. Uh, we continue to hear um, it, that and, um, you know, uh, just, a, just another good kid, another uh, kid that's try, that, that is recruiting Dylan Raul. You hear that name pop up with everybody. And, um it, it's, well, he had quite the smile on his face when he was uh, when he was talking about Dylan. So, I, I think so, I think he said news. something, you know, big things coming or something like that. So, mm. um, be interesting. In the next couple of months, gonna be interesting. No doubt, no doubt. Um, speaking of interesting, you talk about you know Georgia and this momentum. Number one class in twenty twenty four right now. Number one class in twenty twenty five, and that got you know bolstered even more in 2025 with Georgia getting the commitment of 2025 athlete, but really going to be a tight end, Elias Williams uh, out of Charlton County. Todd Hartley continues to bring in just tremendously talented guys into that room. And, you know, Trent, it doesn't get much bigger literally and figuratively than Elias Williams. He's kind of a, in the same mold of a Darnell Washington Got to gain a little bit of weight, but he's six foot seven, six foot eight, two hundred and thirty something pounds right now, heading into his junior year of high school. Yeah, he's just an, uh, a freak athlete. Um, I think they said, um, you know, he averaged close to twenty points a game on the basketball court. Um, he's he's like you said, six eight, six uh, six seven, six eight, um, and he's a sophomore. So I mean, you don't know, you have no clue how much more he's going to grow or if he's going to grow more. Um, I, I know he's uh, listed as an athlete because he's a very good edge rusher too. Um, uh, you know, he, he might be kind of growing out of that position height-wise. But, uh, you know, just a, Todd Hartley just gets – you know, we talk about this year after year. It's just how Todd Hartley gets what he wants. And, um, you know, looking back at his, his track history and, 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 and looking at, um, you know, all the players that he's got the past five, six years is just uh, remarkable. Um, so, or, or, you know, going back like to the, uh, 21, 22 class all the way to 25 and, um, you know, you land, landed all those guys. Um, uh, he, he is, you know, he, he's just a special athlete. He's just, um, he's, he's a guy that is, is very raw, um, you know, but, but his ceiling is just, you know, remarkable. Um, they got him lined up wide out here. That's a little bit. Yeah, of I mean, he, <laughs> here he is six foot eight, line him up wide and, you know, he just makes the guy fall down. But I mean, uh, when you when you got that kind of versatility and, and things like that, you see the, the the moniker Champ Bailey Field over there at Charlton County, of course, home of of where all the the Bailey the Bailey boys played played football at. But you just continue to see him just say, "Okay, you're six foot eight, and we're just going to throw it over top of this this uh, much smaller corner over here." So the versatility. Uh, definitely lends itself to what Georgia has done. I mean, you saw him even, you know, line out and he's catching the ball with his hands there. He's that he's that coordinated at that size, not letting it get into his body, you know, catching it away from his body, being able to to turn and and have that agility after the catch. So uh definitely um definitely a lot to be excited about if you're someone who follows Georgia football recruiting and and that tight end room. I mean Todd Hartley I mean, this man, I think he's trying to break the record for, uh, you know, salary for tight end coach in history because it's just going to keep getting raised as he brings in these guys. It's not – it's just Kirby's Kirby's going to have to break the bank to keep uh, Todd Hartley in town, I think, before too long. But, you know, I mean, he is a Georgia guy. That's home. Yeah, he went to University of Georgia, so I kind of say that in jest. But, I mean, it's, it's truly remarkable um, 
But I guess, Trent, at some point, success begets success, you know? I'd like to know the wingspan on that because when you're 6'8", catching the ball and you can high point it like he showed in that video right there, uh, there ain't many defenders that's going to be able to guard you uh, at the high school or collegiate level. Oh, no doubt. And you see the picture behind me, Landon Thomas is the number one tight end in the class of 2024. Uh, he was standing there beside hot uh, Todd Hartley. And, you know, when it comes down to it, Trent, I just don't – I just it, – it boggles the mind. You would have to think – you know, we had the question a couple of weeks ago, what position takes a downturn over the next couple of years? And I answered, well, it's got to be tied in because it can't, it can't just keep going at the pace that it's going. You would think it would, you know, what goes up must eventually come down. And uh, it just continues, continues to keep, keep trending that way. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens there. We have some, uh, a pre preliminary list that you know hasn't been listed out anywhere else yet. Uh, our man Jed May could not join us tonight, but he contributed heavily to to this list and sent it over to us. I wanted to drop these in here. G Day visitors. Um, Ryan Puglisi, he he may or may not be there for actual G Day. He's going to be there throughout this week for a multiple day visit. Commit Peyton Woodyard is going to be in town. Uh, Jared Smith making a return visit. Kendra Harrison. Jalen Miles, Jakeem Stewart, big 2026 uh, defensive defensive end, defensive lineman, more of a five technique type guy. Uh, Justin, I mean Trent, we've seen him in camps. People think you know, oh, you're talking about 2026 already. This guy looks like he could line up and you know play five technique for Georgia today. Yeah, and and you know the the way. Uh, and, and you talk about and you talked about just a minute ago about you know positions dropping off. This is how you do, you, you allow yourself not to have positions drop off. You start recruiting these guys when they're uh, you know twenty six uh, you know two or three classes ahead. It, you know some even skill, skill guys before that. But um, you know he, he's definitely a, a prospect that's going to be uh, highly rated in that class. And George is already uh, on on him hard. And um, you know Georgia has a need for for that five tech, even though he's a lot long ways down the road. Um, you know, Georgia wants to continue that defense line tradition as well. And, you know, we talked about tight ends. I kind of skipped right over Kendra Harrison there. 2026 tight end. He's six foot seven, 237 pounds from Reedsville, North Carolina. So Todd Hartley is not content by any means. He just got the number one tight end in the class of 2025. He says, well, I'm just going to go recruit another monster in the class of 2026 right behind it. So it's just unbelievable truly what he's what he's doing there um trent i think it's big that with and there'll be many more guys in this is just kind of preliminary list we got out here but trent you know i think having two three leaders in that class uh puglisi woodyard and white that we just talked to earlier um you know commits that are there in that class to, to talk to these guys who may have questions and stuff like that, that could pay big dividends for Georgia this weekend. Yeah, because I mean, the coaches treat this like a game, and um, like it. Um, so like, on a game day, it's it's hard to uh, interact with with recruits as, as much as they'd like, and and having those guys along with the support staff by their side throughout the throughout the day is is big, um, especially guys that have, have been committed and are big recruiters like. Puglisi and Woodyard and, and Sokovi White um, having those guys on campus and being able to show those guys around and showing the ropes and, 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 you know, recruiting them a little bit also. Um, that's big. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Samari, Samari Matthews, he's a guy that's a, a 2026 cornerback from North Carolina. Jared Smith, 2025 defensive end, uh, edge type guy, 6'5", 230. So just another guy that, that, you know, has a wingspan bigger than you can imagine. And, and, uh, Chidera Uzo Deribe going after him once again. So we'll have a full list, uh, over on the UGA sports vault, uh, later this week. So make sure that you are a member over there guys, cause we're constantly, you know, putting vault notes over there that are exclusive to the people on UGA sports.com. You get them first, uh, and you know, you also get an opportunity to submit your questions here to the UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts show. Each week, we ask for those on Monday morning and collect them throughout the day, and it's time to answer some of those. So, Trent, we're going to start off uh, with, you know, a little bit of a, a 
a kind of salty slash sweet question here from uh, Big Fatty 94. He's saying, what's the recruit you were the most wrong on, good and bad? So is there a recruit you remember saying, I was just, I just totally missed the mark on this, either, you know, good or bad? Um, I mean, I, I, if we're going back to last class, I'd say Eli, I mean, Eli Manning, I'd say Manning, <laughs> Arch Manning. I mean, because because from everything we were hearing, uh, it was uh, a lot of pro Georgia vibes and and uh, everything that that they were looking for as a family. Georgia had, and then to see him uh, pop up to Texas uh, randomly, which we knew he would do it randomly. Um, you know, that was a little um, that was a little we were that we were wrong on. Um, I guess more that's what, more how it went down, I think, yeah. than anything. Like you know. With all the intel that was coming in and stuff like that, so who knows? I, I'm trying to think, yeah, what we're wrong on this good. Uh, <laughs> um, I think the one that we're going to end up being the most right on, more so than anybody, has yet to happen yet in this class. Uh, that would be Dylan Raiola. I, listen, I, I think that you know George is in a great spot with him. I think that you know as of December 17th, with the day that he decommitted from Ohio State, we just you know followed what we were hearing and what we were being told by not only you know Dylan his family people around this recruitment and you know time and time again you'd see people putting out that hey this is you know George is not the favorite George is not you know gaining momentum all this kind of stuff and it it just continued to be refuted when we'd ask cuz we just pull out at, you know just plainly ask uh, and they said, no, this is that's not correct. Everybody that we talked to are surrounding the recruitment on every angle of it. So uh, I think that is one that will end up being being right on. Like you said, Arch was definitely one. I think everybody in the world was dead wrong on Justice Haynes because nobody, nobody thought that he would go uh, to Alabama. That was by far the biggest shock um, to anybody. So I think that was uh, that was one that I think that everybody was wrong on that. I will go back a couple classes. I didn't, I did not know if Gunnar Stockton's game would translate as well to the college level as it appears that people are saying it is. They're saying really good things about him in, in spring ball. So that could be one that I end up being wrong on. It's yet to be determined. Who knows? Um, but I didn't think he would do quite as well uh you know necessarily just not not that he would never play but that i didn't think he would maybe transition quite as well with just playing in smaller division football same thing with a a brock vandergriff you know there's a little bit of adjustment period but now these guys trent they come in especially these quarterbacks with all these coaches and and the training that they've done uh, and, and just how seriously Georgia high school football is from – and it doesn't matter if it's single-A, private, all the way up through 7A, you know, these guys are just better prepared when they come to college now. Yeah, and, uh, you know, looking back on one and from, from years past would be Kenny McIntosh because he came in with some dogs uh, at the running back yeah. position. And, and, and you know, I kind of was in a position where, you know, this is this is a filler. This is a depth filler, um, not necessarily a guy that would ever stand out. But he, he would be there for depth. And, um, you know, they, he definitely proved me wrong because, I you know, I thought – I never thought he had top-end speed and I never thought that he had – uh, the size, uh, so so you're looking at size and you're looking at top and speed, and he didn't really have either uh, in high school, and and you know he came in and, and definitely proved proved wrong, and and you know showcased his talent the last couple of years. So um, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're you're ranked a, a four or five star. You, you kind of even us, we kind of get to where we're looking at uh, uh, guys that are uh, lower rated and, and, and coming into a class like Georgia where they coming off back-to-back national championships, you kind of say, Oh, well, he's, he's going to come in and, you know, be a depth filler and, uh, and, uh, you know, supply some playing time if he needs to. And then, uh, you know, they totally turn, turn heads and, uh, end up being a starter year two or so. So, um, you know, it, it's definitely fun to watch uh, how they transition from the high school game to the college. Absolutely. Absolutely. So moving right along with our vault questions here, 
Helifano asks, what is the easiest and hardest position to scout? My guess is that offensive line and quarterback would be the hardest. Running back and wide receiver may be among the easier. Uh, I think I'll start with the easiest. I think one position that has become the easiest to scout is particularly when you're talking about viewing it as we do through the eyes of, okay, what does Georgia like and look for is that edge defender, uh, Trent, because Georgia literally has a chart that they go by and they say, okay, what is, what is his, what are the measurables? What is his, you know, what's the strength metrics? What's his speed? You know, it, it has to check those marks. If you're going to play edge at Georgia, there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. That's how Kirby smart has done it since he's arrived in Athens and, uh, he's continued to do so with Shadera Uzo Deribe at the helm. So I think that one may be the easiest. Yeah, and I I, I do I agree that the the hard one of the hardest is probably offense line because you just um, it, it's so hard to 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 look at an offense line. I mean, you 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 see a lot of uh, big meat in high school. I would say um, you bad know, weight. You, you see bellies, and you see, you go out there, and you're like, God, this kid ain't never gonna play at Georgia. And you see the body transform over a year or a red shirt year, and you're just like, I mean, that's it's literally remarkable. And uh, they start playing lighter on their feet, and uh, you know, you, it, 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 there's just so much that goes in the offensive line that it, that makes it hard to. Uh, scout and, and again, quarterback quarterback's hard because it's a mental. Uh, you don't know their mental game. Uh, they they might be an offense in in uh, high school where uh, there's a one read offense, and all he's got to do is is look at that one receiver and say, "Hey, I'm going here." And and uh, when you get to the college game, it's a it's a little tougher and it's a hard transition. So they might let light, lights out and have a 76 percent completion percentage at high school, but. Um, you know, you might not be able to develop mentally um, in that college game. Yeah, no doubt. I think that I think that is one of the things with quarterback. And two, you know, with quarterback as well, sometimes you've got guys who are built for it that can come in and, and, and play right away, and some guys need that seasoning. And now with the transfer portal and, and NIL and all these kind of things, that's been skewed a little bit. I think that's one reason that, you know, Carson Beck, Brock Vandegrift, both of those guys are kind of to be admired in this uh, in in today's era because they've they've stuck around, they've bided their time, they're 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 competing, um, and they they both probably had several opportunities to to kind of bow out of this thing and in a bolt for the portal and go somewhere else. So I think both are to be commended by how they've handled things. Uh, people forget that Carson Beck was committed to Alabama at one point in time before he uh, before he ended up coming coming uh with kirby smart to the university I mean, of if somebody like brock has family ties to auburn who uh you look at that roster and you think well he could go there immediately and start and uh and the fact that he stayed uh at the university of georgia to compete for that position uh you know it says a lot about them two young men absolutely pine tree how many open slots for the 24 class for offensive line and who are the priority targets well i don't know you know what we know, Trent, um, is that Malachi Tolliver told us in the interview a couple of weeks ago, if you hadn't watched that one, go back and watch it. He said that Kirby Smart expressed to him wanting to have a full offensive line class of five guys, uh, you know, not only this year, but that's what he desires to do every year. And I think when you're looking at it, they had a guy uh, on campus this past week, uh, Marquez Easley. Uh, of course, Daniel Calhoun is in state. So those would be two of the bigger priority guys. But do you think five is realistic with the, the talent level of the class in 2024? Yeah, I think I think five is, is something they're definitely shooting for. I think it had to be the right five. Uh, I think that's what they look in, uh, look at year in and year out is, is bringing in the right five um, because you don't want to um, – you know, Georgia is based on that 85 off numbers. And, and you know, every year you don't want to just take a flyer on a kid um, because uh, you, you could you could really load the roster numbers down with those. So uh, I think it's going to be the right five, but I definitely think they're looking at five and, and would love to fill it with five quality guys. Yeah, I mean, you're talking you're talking about, uh, you know, Jimothy Lewis is a guy that that, you know, I believe he's originally from the state of Mississippi now at at um, IMG Academy that George is in his 
top four, so they've gone a long way there. Ethan Calloway is a guy who's recently visited. He's six seven, three hundred pounds from Mooresville, North Carolina. So I think some of these some of these guys that they've offered just recently are kind of developing. Aiden Lynch is a guy from up in the New Jersey area area that he has come into come into play heavily. Georgia was actually his first Power Five offer, and now a bunch of other schools have kind of jumped on board offering him. Trent is hilarious. Uh, posted a picture of Aiden Lynch and his family on their visit, and all the all the people on the vault could comment was uh, they said, "Man, uh, Aiden Lynch's dad doesn't miss neck day in the <laughs> in the gym. The dude's got a big old big old neck, a big old uh, just stout guy uh, over there." So they were they were commenting on, on that. That's why it's great to be a part of the vault community, guys. You get your dose of uh, humor every day as well, but. I think there's just a lot of guys that are still kind of developing right now, Trent, in terms of who the priority targets will turn out to be other than guys like Jordan Seaton, Daniel Calhoun, and Marquez Easley. Yeah, and, and that's why you see Georgia take a lot of guys. Um, it, you know, might take a, a, a guy that you hadn't even heard of uh, in the fall because, uh, you know, a lot of development still taking place, a lot of growth is still taking place. Um, you might see priority targets and, uh, you know, you know, a couple months ago, not be priority targets come the fall because maybe they put on bad weight or maybe they haven't developed uh, like the staff wants. So um, we, we've seen that a lot over the over the years, uh, where you where you have guys that are um, you know top of the board that that shoot down and, and other guys shoot up, and, and it's all about development, taking care of your body, and uh, you know showing that growth. And when these offensive linemen too, it's going to be about okay, who who shows up actually for official visits because I think. The number is what you get 50, 56, something along those lines, yeah. uh, official visits you can hand out. So you can only allocate so many to each position because you need to make sure you got your bases covered. So does a guy like a Jonathan Daniels return for an official visit? Casey Poe, who they just offered out of Lindell, Texas, not too long ago. So there's, you know, there's lots of lots of different possibilities there. Just got to, as Coach Donnan always always tells me, follow the visits, follow the visits. So that's uh, that's kind of that's kind of what we what we're going to be looking at this summer when it comes to offensive line. Piercy Cool twenty five asked the million dollar question here, Trent: Is Georgia getting Dylan Raola? I mean, it, it, I, I would say uh, as of right now, I still feel confident in Georgia's chances to land Dylan Raola. You know, there, there's a lot, uh, he's still taking visits. Um, you know, he still has a visit to Georgia. He still has some official visits to take. Uh, I do like where Georgia stands, uh, as of April 10th, I think it is today. Um, uh, I like where Georgia sits. Yeah. It, it is interesting that, you know, originally there were some visits out there that it's not been just outright publicly said whether he's you know canceling everything but it's not like things are you know openly out there on the books either so interesting right now that georgia is the only scheduled official visit uh darth janus how are we looking for colin simmons thanks and go dogs from from darth janus uh colin simmons uh talented edge defender um from duncanville out there in in texas you know georgia's got a a tremendous tradition, you know, now that they're building up. Trevon Walker was number one overall pick at the edge. And now Nolan Smith with what he just absolutely obliterated the combine uh, and how he produced throughout his last, I guess, year and a half uh, at Georgia. He's going to set himself up to probably be a top 10, 15 pick in this upcoming draft. So the edge position at Georgia is really becoming reputable for being a a really uh, productive, productive pr- position. You got guys like Leonard Floyd in their history and stuff like that. But Trent, do you think Colin Simmons is a guy that Georgia can push LSU and Texas for? Look, when he came on his visit, his last visit, there was literally some talk of uh, you know Georgia being the leader, or maybe even Georgia landing a commitment. Uh, and and the visit went very well. Um, uh, you know it. There's been some time since he's been on campus. Uh, I, I'd still, uh, you know, looking back to that day and still from what we hear now is Georgia has a legit chance here. Um, I think going into the summer, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say Georgia is the leader or the outright leader, but I, but Georgia is definitely in the mix with that top three. And, um, you know, I, th- I think 
uh, what what has them trending in the right direction is what you talked about. Uh, you know, being able to put these guys uh, in the first round and putting Trayvon, uh, Nolan, uh, you know, you got Lorenzo Carter uh, at, with the Falcons. You got uh, you got guys, uh, you know, especially the past couple of years, but looking all the way back, um, you know, over over the past eight or nine years. And uh, and Georgia has been able to put guys in the league. So I, I, I really like where Georgia uh, sits. Uh, just the fact that they're, you know, right there with LSU and the Texas schools and in uh, that group um going into the summer and i can tell you his last visit was was very very good and if georgia can continue to get him on campus um you know this summer and this fall uh, i do like where georgia sits i would be interested to see if colin simmons uh you know shows up for that official visit weekend june 2nd through 4th when they've got so many when dylan raul is going to be there when peyton woodyard is going to be there a lot of the the, the really big Either either commits or targets that are going to be in town, uh, Jarrett Gibson that weekend. So you know it's going to be it's going to be very very interesting to to see. All right, uh, Green Timber, do we Georgia have a realistic shot at three rivals, two fifty running backs, three of these guys, maybe Tatum, Bowens, Phillips Jr., Cam Davis, and Jarrett Gibson. Um, Georgia expressed, has expressed uh, that, that we learned this when we talked to Taylor Tatum. He said Del McGee told him that Georgia already has a guy committed. That's referring to Dwight Phillips Jr., the guy who runs a 10-2, 100-meter, can absolutely fly, but he's more of a – the way that Del McGee put it to Taylor Tatum was he was more of a skilled back, and they wanted two 200-pound-plus kind of thumpers inside the tackle guys with also, you know, plenty enough speed uh, to, to join this class in addition to him. So Trent they're there, ideally they would like to take three running backs this class, but you know, I'm not so sure that I would call them the leader for Jarrett Gibson. I don't know how you uh, can even begin to talk about Cam Davis because he seems to be locked in firmly with, with FSU Chauncey Bowens is committed to Florida. Uh, there's guys like, uh, you know, Kevin Kevin Riley from uh, Tuscaloosa uh, that that they're that they're after. Um, and then there's also uh, Nate Frazier from out at Modern Day that that they offered not too long ago. Christian Clark from Arizona. So I don't know if they'll all be rivals 250, but I could definitely see them getting to three in this class. Yeah, uh, and you talked about uh, he's probably listed more as a, uh, I guess, scat. And they probably list him as an athlete, but more of a slot uh, and, and and can play slot, can play running back, uh, use him um, kind of like they used Kenny McIntosh in the Clemson game last year. Um, so, it, you know, it makes sense uh, going after two more running backs, uh, two running backs that um, – uh, you know, bigger type guys that that can run between the the tackles. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Uh, Jarrett Gibson and Cam Davis are two guys that uh, I, I would say Georgia's uh, on the outside looking uh, uh, looking in right now, just for the simple fact that uh, you know Davis is committed and uh, he hadn't shown any sign of decommitment. Um, yeah, but. but yeah, there's there's definitely some guys uh, that that George is going to continue to evaluate that position, and uh, uh, they'll have some guys on campus this summer, and uh, and you know I think uh, if they don't land, uh, you know I could very well see them landing the back this summer and, and and continuing to evaluate for another spot in the fall. Night dog over or under one and a half public commits Saturday at G Day all classes. Um, Man, it's it's going to be interesting to see who all shows up. I definitely think you could probably see uh, maybe a, a public commit uh, pop. I I would probably go, I would probably go under, uh, just because I think anybody in the twenty twenty four class at this point they're getting so close to the officials, uh, Trent. You know that they want to see those. But what's your what's your take on it? I think if it goes over, it's going to be a different class in twenty four. I think it'll be twenty five class uh, guys like Elias. Uh, did this past you know week that uh, he visited and and you know decided to to commit. Um, I, I don't think you will see two in the twenty four class. I'm not even sure you see one in the twenty four class. But if you did go over that one and a half mark, um, I think it would come from the twenty five class. Now silent commits. 
we're we're talking a whole different. I'm going over all day long, you know, because everybody's going to react. But here's the thing about silent commits. They mean nothing until they're public. So that's that's the hard thing about these silent commits. And, and how many silent you know, commits we got now, Blaine? At least three. <laughs> at least at least three, maybe four. Uh, I'm telling you, it's there's there's some guys that are there's some guys that are uh, definitely on board and already kind of working behind the scenes, honestly, um, to to bring other guys on. So. It, some guys have special days that that mean a lot to them, whether it's a birthday or a grandparent's birthday or or you know something something along those lines, a parent their parents' anniversary, something along those lines that they want to you know announce the the date on. But there's already some uh, there's already some commitment stories in the works. Uh, we'll just we'll just say that. Um, Night Dog has a follow up question. He said, "Who is the most talented?" Not Rankings notwithstanding, prospect in the 2024 class, any position, kind of how you know Caleb Downs was thought of in 2023. Is it Raiola? Is it JJ Smith? Is it Colin Simmons? Is it Edric Houston? Is it KJ Bolden or someone else? Who would you say, Trent, if you're talking about any person in the class of 2024 that is the the most talented? Probably said KJ Bolden, uh, just from a uh, versatility standpoint. Um, he he's he could probably be a five star wide receiver and a five star defensive back. Um, he's just he's just very good. If we're going in that same mold as Caleb Downs, I would probably say KJ. Yeah, I mean, hard to argue uh, Dylan Rollo being the number one guy just because of uh, his arm talent and you know his. I don't think people realize the NFL pedigree how much that plays into it in terms of how much he's been able to learn football wise from his dad, who was a, you know, pro bowl center uh, and really for, for 10, 11 years on the NFL level, of course, very close to, to Matthew Stafford has got to learn a lot from him as well. So I think the whole package there, but that, but that's, that's adding the mental part of stuff in it. I think it, I'm going to stick with Buford and I'm going to say Edric Houston is the guy. Uh, I don't think there's one player in this class other than Dylan Raola that Kirby Smart wants to add more than Edric Houston. Um, I think he's being recruited just as hard, maybe even harder, just in terms of the the consistency which which he's communicated with by Ohio State and 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 maybe Alabama trying to close close ranks on that a little bit there of course there's the connection from Buford with Justice Haynes having been there and stuff like that but Edric Houston is a guy who if there's ever I hate to say must have in a class but if there's a guy that that Georgia really 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 needs borderline has to have is because of you know how the five technique has gone the last couple of classes I think Edric Houston is that guy yeah, definitely from a need standpoint, um, Edric Houston. Uh, I mean, no, he is very talented. There ain't no doubt about that. But from a need standpoint, he is the the guy um, most needed in this class because because Georgia's got a lot of talent at defensive back. They got to bring in a, a lot of talent at wide receiver. Um, Edric Houston would fill a need that that Georgia hasn't been able to fill. Yeah, it's going to be uh, you know, literally, you might see. You, you've seen some celebrations out of Kirby Smart after big wins. You know, you think of the Oklahoma win, uh, him him jumping up in the air, uh, giving it the old boom, blankety blank, you know, uh, <laughs> over there, and and then you know. But I think you would, he might, he might do a backflip if they landed uh, Edric Houston. Uh, if he told him, if Edric Houston at some point told him that he wanted to be a Georgia Bulldog, I think that would be one of the more happier moments. Uh, I, I still wish that Georgia would have some behind the scenes, like uh, almost like they do in in two a days type deal, to see Georgia's reaction when some of these guys commit to them. Because I think it would be absolutely priceless. Now there would have to be a lot of bleeping out with uh, with Kirby in there. I don't know that the the uh, FCC regulations would be abided by, you know, but uh, but it would uh, it would be entertaining nonetheless. Uh, so that would that would be an interesting one. Um, Trent, I'm going to let you answer this question from Bulldog. Uh, he says, uh, uh, after you want smoke a bowl, what's your favorite snack? This is another um, reason that you get on the on the vault, folks. 
That's terrible, Bulldog. I don't even know how to answer that, but um, uh, Trent's a father. What a ten-year-old son watching right now. Do kidding? I do? I just need to name my favorite snack. Uh, you know, some Cheez-Its or something. I don't know. Uh, it's brownies. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, but Bulldog, for those that don't know, he likes to uh, equate his enthusiasm, we shall say, with uh, a Georgia. Uh, commitment by, I don't know, I guess putting how, how many bowls it equates to. He doesn't do star ratings. He does a, uh, he does bowl ratings. So let's hope that a uh, bulldog lives elsewhere. Uh, Cause you know, technically not, not they, legal. They got a little rough on a couple years ago when Georgia was laying Isaiah Wilson and all those guys. And uh, you know, December he got a little hard on him. He had a rough Christmas. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, let's, let's get a little rough there absolutely absolutely all right uh we had uh one at the end here from jl hammonds 44 with the current momentum georgia has rolling are you taking the over or under that the dogs win a total of four national championships in the current decade from 2020 to 2029 so they're vegas odd favorites to win this year and that would put them at three with 2024, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. <laughs> so that was six years left. I, 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 I think, <laughs> yeah, I think you're talking about, you're talking about the number one class right now in 2024, the number one class in 2025. Georgia's proven now that they'll go out and land big names in the transfer portal. I don't think people realize how impactful Dominic Lovett and Ra Ra Thomas are going to be on this offense this year. For Georgia, I, I would definitely go over right now, Trent. Yeah, it would be hard to argue. I mean, they, they've won two them back-to-back and favorites to win next year. Uh, probably uh, we're definitely not favorites to win last year, and uh, and they ran the table. So, um, yeah, I would say uh, uh, they're, they're, what, 33-1 and one in their last 34 games, something along those lines. So, um, I would I would say it's trending towards being more than four. I would, I would go over four. Yeah. I know somebody who, uh, you know, has an acquaintance that is very, very high uh, up in the Georgia. I'm not talking about bulldog high right here. I'm talking about high as an important in the Georgia, uh, in the Georgia program. Maybe as high as you can get. Okay, and this person said to my acquaintance, they let they let us. They let us mess around and steal one this year, is what this person said. And I think that's what you what you were alluding to, Trent. Nobody, you know, really thought that Georgia could put all the pieces together this year. I mean, obviously it was going to be a good team, but just losing so much from that year previous. And uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people, Roddy every week, Coach Donnan every week telling you all the the errors of the team and how, how it was going to, uh, you know, the, the months and itis as Roddy likes to point out, it starts creeping in, but that's what they, that's what this person said, who is maybe, maybe wears a a visor that, uh, (laughs) said that they, they messed up and let us steal one this year. And now you're looking at Georgia, uh, you're looking at Georgia going for a three peat. So I think that's, that's quite interesting. Um, you know, I, I, over under. Yeah, I've said since we started, uh, probably last spring, that this coming year, um, you know, 2023 team will be a lot more talented than the 22 team, and um, and that 22 team just reeled off what 15 straight. So, uh, so yeah, I I think um, you know that you know college football, you know, was was a little down this past year, but but Georgia also, uh, you know, they they came out and were hungry to win another national championship, and um and but I I, I think Georgia still um, might just have the talent, most talented roster in the country this coming year. Um, I think the only one that might compare to them, I think Ohio State's going to be talented. Uh, of course, Alabama's talented every year, but. Uh, Georgia's going to be a more talented team um, position by position this year, this coming year, than they were last year. Yeah, uh, this this defense in in this 2023 season, 
it's going to be it's going to be unreal i mean it is there's so, there's so much experience when you talk about up front guys like zion logue and warren brinson seem like they've been there forever and and they're not even going to be like the you know the starting guys that go heck tramel walthor started most of the year this past year and he's coming back to you know there's just they're going to be able to play in waves and that's how kirby that's how kirby smart likes literally, to do it literally down to uh, one and a half bodies at, at outside linebacker, um, you know, late in the season. And, uh, uh, they, they, they were, they were all injured or they just, they didn't have the depth to start position. Then you lose Nolan Smith and, and, uh, you know, those guys and, and, you know, you didn't have the depth there. You, you end up, uh, rolling with, uh, Chaz Chambliss and, and, um, and Robert Bill and Robert Bill was hurt, uh, late in the season as well. So, uh, you're going to be uh, not as uh, you're not going to have the um, I guess the uh, guys that have been there for a while. You have that on the defense line. Uh, outside linebacker will be uh, I think more talented uh, from what Georgia had at the end of the year, uh, not counting yeah. Nolan Smith. And um, you know the the positions that they're not going to have uh, those guys that that uh, that haven't. That, that's been there like the defense they're going to they're be very good at defense back they're gonna be very good at defense line they got guys that have been there but the, the guy the positions that they have uh, like outside linebacker they're they're going to be more talented than what they had so uh, i think their 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 talent um is just uh, their talent and depth is just gonna um it's gonna be interesting to see um starting yeah. starting this weekend Jake smith makes he said i'm afraid we georgia are going to miss that's a minute more than we think but uh but Beck doesn't have have to be Stetson Bennett with this team. I think that's quite interesting too. This is, by all estimation, likely the most talented combination of receiver, outside receivers, slot receivers, tight ends, uh, and then really the the biggest question is health at running back. Can Kendall Milton stay healthy enough to be that guy? But then you also have Branson Robinson who is turning heads. Of course, uh, you got Roderick Robinson, who is a big freshman. Uh, now, you always worry about a freshman being in there for blitz pickup and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, when you're 6'2", 230, 35 pounds, Trent, you might look up into, into blocking somebody in pass pro uh, and how that goes. Yeah, they're not going to hurt at running back unless they have, uh, you know, like you said, some injuries happen early in the season or, or before the season. Uh, I think they got quality guys at that position that they can count on, even even four four different guys uh, for sure. I mean, Dajan Edwards is as solid as they come. Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, you, you definitely got uh, uh, guys at that position. And um, uh, and you talk about wide receiver tied in. I mean, the, the tight end room we, we've talked about uh, – and and you go out to wide receiver and and they brought in two guys from the portal that that have played SEC ball um, and, and done it well. So you know you, you look at and you you have Lad McConkey coming back, who's pro- arguably their best receiver the past couple of years uh, from a health standpoint and uh, uh, you know putting numbers up. So um, and they're going to be very good in the passing game. Um, you know, I think they'll be very good in the running game. Because I think they'll be very good on the offensive line uh, with what they have coming back. Um, with, with with Van Pran coming back, and um, you know, having having that uh, the, those guys, uh, even the newcomers, I think Ernest Green will do fine. So, um, I think every position, uh, you know, Georgia has is going to help the quarterback position uh, be a nice, um, smooth transition. Absolutely. Well, guys, that is our time for tonight talking Georgia football. We want to say thank you to get to Jake Smith, Harry Leg, Rhett Womack, Christy, Drew Gregory, uh, all everybody that's been in here, even you, Chris Foster, uh, even you and sneak it in here. Um, but Bobby Sagas, everybody who's tuned in, do us a favor. Uh, if you don't already hit that subscribe button, it's absolutely free. Go ahead and hit the thumbs up. That helps so much. Just hit that thumbs up button before you log off this evening. We greatly appreciate that. Turn on notifications for when we go live, like tonight, and also like Coach Donnan uh, will do with Roddy and Dane tomorrow. And they have the Sunday call-in show with Paul and Jason and Ben and all those guys. So uh, lots of content here. Just past 36,000 subs on the channel, and that's uh, thanks to you guys UGA Sports YouTube channel is the biggest Georgia outlet out there, and that's all thanks to you. So we greatly appreciate it. Um, Guys, we'll be back next Monday night to talk more Georgia football recruiting for 
Trent Smallwood. I am Blaine Gilmer, and we will catch you guys next time.